Hi, I'm Courtney Adams, and this podcast is designed to help you step deeper into your power and your authenticity, do epic shit in the world, and create massive expansion in your life and business. Listen on to find out more. So hello, everyone. This week, I have my client, Shelma. And um, I'm going to be interviewing her today. And we're going to be talking about being a leader. Yes, I'm actually super excited, you guys. I have been thinking about this for so long because I've been working with Courtney for a year and I've been having this thought of when is she going to ask me to be on her podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. And you asked me and I was just like, yeah, like I've wanted to. It just there hasn't been something that like was like, I want to talk about this with Shalma, like. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, when we finally, when we started talking about you stepping into your leadership over our time together, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is it. Yeah. Is it. Because like, I just see you as such an incredible, powerful leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how you use the word power because I was just thinking the other day about my energetic signature. Mm. And I was thinking, it's not confident, but what is it? And I was thinking, mm. it's certainty, but not not quite right. And then finally, I found it's power. Yeah. 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 It's like power and queenliness. <laughs> and just like, I, yeah, I just like imagine you sitting on a throne just like 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, okay. So tell if you don't mind telling people about kind of like where you were when you first started working with me and like the kind of results that you've created over the past yeah. year. I was a mess. That would be like <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, I was living in what I would call now as a business growth fantasy. Mm. I actually launched an episode on my podcast talking about that because I was just oh, in that fantasy good. where I'm like, I want to hire Courtney to help me um, have a six-figure launch when I have never actually signed more than like two clients mm-hmm. <laughs> because I have this thought that, yeah, it's just going to be like this mechanical thing where I'm going to do this thing and then I'm going to sign client and blah, blah, blah. And when I started working with Courtney, at first it felt like um, there's like a block that I didn't know. Mm. I that it was because I have a lot of thoughts right obviously we all yeah. do and I think a lot of that time I was really insecure I I needed outside permission basically it's like mm. I want you to like me so much that I'm gonna not tell you things yeah and <laughs> and in like to also like based on what I experienced on my end, like mm-hmm. even though you had all of that like insecurity and like there are things that you didn't want to share, like you still showed up to the calls like fully committed to yeah. to your growth. And you know, like you can tell the rest of the story, but I just want to say that you were always amazing and <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I also love the fact that you came to me with this crazy goal. Mm. Like that is what I absolutely love. And that's what I, um, like I help people do epic shit. And so I was like, yeah, like, of course we're going to do this like crazy, stupid thing. Yeah. And it was exactly what, what you needed was to create that goal for you to understand yourself, for you to put yourself in a position where all your insecurities could come up mm -hmm, totally. so that yeah. you can have the results that you have now. And not only the results like financially, but also just like the framework and the groundedness and the um, sustainability that your business has. Because, you know, if you had hit that hundred hundred thousand dollar launch you would have had the money but not as much the stability the trust in yourself the level of just um the level of confidence and calm that you have now 100 yes. percent i totally agree yeah yes we totally agree and yeah so then when i started working with you i think the biggest breakthrough uh, on our first six months together was when I realized that I don't tell you things <laughs> that I, I don't actually tell you things. I don't actually, I wasn't willing to go deep yeah. into the real stuff and my real thoughts and the things that really bothers me. I wouldn't talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. um, and Actually, one thing I actually never told you to. <laughs> one of the things that I didn't tell you, and I think I I never told you because I've mo I've moved past that. But during that period of time, I was so insecure, also because I felt like I'm a nobody. Like I am from Indonesia. I'm a Muslim. I felt different. I felt like people are gonna hate me. I have this thought, which which you know, I have this thought that. Um, people hate me or they secretly do even though they don't know or whatever like they secretly hate me because I'm a Muslim mm -hmm. and I, I identify with being a Muslim and I love being a Muslim so it's like it's who I am and I don't want to change it but it's like I feel like people hate me for mm -hmm. it and so I carry that with me and when I was doing all those things during the first six months I actually had this experience where, you know, I was running Facebook ads, right? Yeah. And I had um, like someone who works with me to help me with Facebook ads. And she actually told me that my Facebook ad didn't work, maybe because I look different. Mm. And she asked me to like take new pictures with white people, basically. Oh my God. It's crazy, right? so that I can look like kind of similar to other people. Uh. <laughs> and then the worst thing is I believe that oh. at the time. I'm like, maybe she's right. Uh. And I went to this place where I'm like, maybe this will never happen for me because I'm just different. And it's just going to be really hard for me because I have this disadvantage. Like I have all this story in my brain. And I had to move past that. I think that was like the first thing that I really need to work on. And I decided to just not <laughs> believe that. Mm -hmm. Maybe some part of me still do, but, but just like the first layer, I would say. Like the first layer of that, I was willing to let that go. And then 
actually that's not really true yeah maybe it's true for some people maybe some people will always hate me but i i have this thought um you thought that i am very good at attracting people who do love me you are (laughs) (laughs) you're like okay (laughs) okay good Yeah. And that's what I really love. Um, I love that you shared that because a, like you have every, every right and every reason to have those thoughts that people hate you because there is so much evidence out there and there is so much Muslim hate. Um, so I want to like first acknowledge you for that. And also like where the, um, meat is and where the money is. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the value that you get out of digging into your soul is mm-hmm. those soft spots. Yeah. Those spots that we don't want to look at. It could be like your disability or it could be the fact that you are a Muslim woman, woman mm-hmm. wearing a hijab mm-hmm. and like obviously Muslim, right? Like yeah. it could be like all of the things or, or being neurodiverse and there is so much, there is so much shame that is um, societally imposed. And there is also, when we look at that, so much opportunity for like the depth of love that is available to you. 100%. Yeah. So it's so amazing. Um, So, so what, what got you to the point where you started to want to go into those like depths and start wanting to coach on a deeper level. Yeah, I think at one point I realized that for me to build a successful business and to really become a leader, it's really not about the outside. It's really not about finding people like selling or whatever. It's really about loving myself more and connecting with my own self deeper. Mm-hmm. The more I can connect with myself, the more I can love myself, the more I can love my clients and the more I can connect with them, the more I can have that kind of power to reach people and speak to their soul and sell them on themselves and help them. Yeah, totally. I, I remember uh, we had a coaching session once where you were like, I need a million followers to be a leader. <laughs> right. That yeah. A leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's I what remember. we think, right? Like that's what so many of us think, even like subconsciously, we might like listen to this and be like, oh no, I don't believe that. But like, mm-hmm. we do have those thoughts that, you know, we don't want to have, but we mm-hmm. still kind of have. Mm-hmm. Like, like for me, um, I just had like, the biggest um, like revenue generating month last month. And this month, my brain is giving me all of the things like you can never do that again. You're like, whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to have these thoughts. These are cliche thoughts. I don't want to like be in the place where, you know, like my brain just really likes to be different and like not have the thoughts, but like, it's true. We also have like a typical brain. who believes these things right so just like a message for all of you who think you don't have the thoughts like I'm a leader if I have a million followers like you actually might yeah. have it. 
I, I love that you mentioned that because one of the biggest shifts that I have working with you is also when I notice the difference between believing something intellectually and believing something in my body. Mm. So like, if, if I think about having followers, like, of course, I don't believe that intellectually. I know that's not true. But in my body, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I was able to differentiate what I believe deeply in my body, meaning subconsciously, right? Subconsciously, I believe that, even though intellectually, I know that's not true. So I was able to tap into that part of me. And I, I feel like that's like my secret to become very coachable. To yeah. be able to into that. Totally. And I think also um, you mentioned that the, like a big shift that you made in terms of like really having the intention to like coach yourself deeply and know yourself deeply was letting go of mm-hmm. wanting you to wanting me to like you. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. that was the, the first thing, right? When, when I noticed I lied to you and I wouldn't tell you things, I try to find out what is it? Why, why do I not want to tell her stuff? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, it's because I want you to like me because it's like, you liking me gives me permission to like myself Mm. and then you told me that you have a similar experience too where where you you wanted your coach to like you and you didn't get the result you want because of that and I'm like yeah okay and then and then you asked me would you rather have result or would you rather have me liking you Mm -hmm. and I'm like I really took the time to like think about that. <laughs> and, and I think this is so important too. I think we are so quick to just answer because mm-hmm. we feel like the answer will be something that is supposed to be the answer, the answer, yes. right? Like the right answer. Yeah. Now I, I think I really take the time to answer the question with my body. Like I feel it in my body and then I decided okay I'm gonna be willing for you to not like me and I'm gonna prefer the result and I feel like you like me more <laughs> but I don't think that's true probably you always like me I'm yeah. just gonna that whatever yeah. no I always liked you <laughs> but I think I just feel more connected to you because I am more connected to myself yeah exactly And that's something that like, I have to go back to too with, with my coaches is like, you know, um, for example, I was just like, um, Facebook messaging my coach and then she sent like a thumbs up Mm -hmm. and then I was like, she hates me. That's it. Like she thinks I'm annoying. I'm bothering her. Yeah. And (laughs) she doesn't want me to be her client. And then I had to go back to like, okay, like if she does hate me then like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. She is like allowed to hate me and I'm not here to have her like me. Like she is someone I hired for my business. Mm -hmm. Like she is my advisor. Mm -hmm. I am the CEO. Like it's, it's something that, um, I know I always have to go back to and remind myself of because like when you really love your coach and you're also a human, you want to, like be the star you want to be the favorite you want to be whatever but it's always to like 
remember like what am I really here for am I here for them or am I here for myself totally yeah yeah and I think the the deeper we can really connect and love my, ourselves the more we can show up as a leader mm. yeah yeah how is that mm-hmm. yeah because I think leaders are just people who brings the bigger love. Like they bring mm. the love for themselves and for others. Oh my God, that is a quotable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is so long. good. Leaders bring the bigger love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. And that's totally the opposite of what we think about when we're thinking about like leaders, like world leaders, the people who are leading the world right now, right? Yeah, like manipulating people to like us, right? Kind of like- And like controlling the population, whatever, like which is the opposite of love. It's fear. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that. I love that you are reconstructing what it means to be a leader. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when all of us do this, I think it's just going to create such a better world. Mm-hmm. Especially like- yeah. And I think like, this is something that I, I've actually, I've actually cried about this thinking about you is <laughs> <laughs> your face. I wish, I wish people could see your face. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Um, is that you are a Muslim woman wearing a hijab and so many people, especially in the Western world, have so many thoughts about that and what that means. Like, if you're wearing a hijab, you must be like trapped in the like male dominated, you know, disempowered, like your sexuality is taken away from you, your feminine power is being taken away from you and just like, you existing and being such a beacon of love and self-love and power and like just you're fucking hot as hell it's like Mm -hmm. such an inspiration and such and like really really changing changing what it means to be a leader yeah And I think people also have a misconception about like, oh, if someone wears hijab, it's because other people ask them to. And and it's because they come from a certain place. But really when I decided to wear hijab, my family weren't wearing hijab. Like my mom wasn't wearing Mm. it. And the society still thinks of it as like weird, but I just decided that I want to. And then my friends were asking me about it and I'm like, mm, I just want to. So it has always been my decision. People wow. just thought that, oh, it's because of somebody else. But I think, no, we can decide what we want to wear. Like I get to decide if I want to wear hijab. I get to decide if I want to be straight or lesbians or whatever. It's totally my choice. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that is so good. That is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you making your own decisions as a woman, <laughs> doing whatever you fuck you want to do. Totally. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I didn't, I had for, totally forgot to ask you about like the results, right? We got, we need to <laughs> get to that part. 
<laughs> the results you created in your business. Yeah, the result. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start. Like when I first worked with you, I I was doing some other things. So I was selling for other coach. I was doing other stuff. And last year I made 60K from all of it, including like all the things that we work on, right? Um, but I only started selling my one-on-one offer at the end of it, very end of it. Yeah, so like, yeah. that's how much I've made. And then this year, I really focus on like selling my one-on-one offer, but I still get some money from what I've done before because I have kind of like passive income because mm. I was selling for other coaches. So like they still receive the money, right? So yeah. I still do that. And so far I've made 50K from that, from, oh my God. from my own one-on-one coaching. I think I've made like 35K this year. That's amazing. And you had your first five-figure month last month. Oh yeah. I yeah, like this is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 15K last month. Yeah. Which is so amazing. And it's literally just the beginning. Yeah. And, and what is so mind blown to me is how easy it is. Mm. It's just how easy it is. Oh, right. Because I also want to say like the thought, like the reason why you wanted to start working with me or the, like the thing that we were going to work on the first is the thought that I need money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was like what, what we found in the console was like, kind of like the driving. I remember I felt angry at you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it when you're angry at me. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's totally not at you. It's more like I can't believe I have that thought and mm. I don't like probably mm. what it is. Yes. It's almost like it's dirt or something like that. Like I have to clean it up. Mm. Um, yeah, because yeah, it's so true. There's so many thoughts that are inside of us that we don't want to have. Yeah. Or like, oh, I wish this wasn't the case. But it, I think it's so important to remember that, um, you know, just because we have these thoughts, like these graspy thoughts, the ones that like feel like money hungry or whatever, like it's not us. Yeah, totally. It's not who we are. It's just what we absorbed from being in the world. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've learned working with you too. At first I was like, I don't want to tell you stuff because then you will look at my brain and you will see all the messiness and all the dirt and all the darkness yeah but then I realized no I am not my thought I can have the most you know dangerous dark whatever thought and can still be amazing 100% powerful leader and it's totally fine and now I don't feel like I have drama around having thoughts. I'm like, I think I can see my thoughts more neutrally now mm-hmm. because of the work we do. And, and, and because like all the thoughts, all the thoughts that we've built throughout our time together is in my brain forever and ever and ever. It's permanent. Mm-hmm. And it's just who I am. And I carry that with me wherever I go. So it just feels really natural to sign clients to make money because it's who I am that's why it feels really natural and easy to make money because 
It's just who I am. And also at the same time, I don't need the money and I can be totally okay if I don't make money ever again because I just don't need it. I want it, but I don't really need it. Totally. Totally. And another result that I want to also say is that now we're in the same mastermind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so happy to be there with you. I know. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing. And it just, it shows just how much you have grown through your like own determination, your own wanting to know yourself, your own commitment Mm -hmm. that you um, are at that level where you just like, Mm -hmm. you're in the mastermind with me and we're like, Mm-hmm. colleagues doing the thing and you're like totally gonna surpass me and like be just such a huge 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 force in the world and I'm so excited I'm so excited because <laughs> I, I have told you right how I feel like I am this little baby bird that you raise and you're my mama bird <laughs> I'm flying now yes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. fun Yes, that's so fun. And I, I, I love being able to be in that mastermind with, with you because I kind of like, I know how you coach and I know our relationship and then I get to see how you get coached. Total fucking mess. <laughs> I, I love how vulnerable you're willing to be. And I yeah. feel like that's such an example for me to be willing to go that deep. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And that's like one of the questions that I ask myself when I'm getting coached is like, where do I feel shame? Where do I not, what do I not want to share with my coach? Mm-hmm. And that's normally what I start with. Do you remember when, when on the coaching call you cried and then I sent you a message? <laughs> Which time? I cried many times. Yeah. I think the first time I saw you, cause I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, I need to check in with her. I was worried like I was literally like worried oh my gosh just so you know I cry all the time and then I'm like okay (laughs) oh my gosh yes I love I love that I I really really love being a mess on coaching calls it's like Mm -hmm. my thing Yeah, and I love how that opens up possibility for me to be the same. Mm. Kind of like a permission. Totally. Totally. Like, um, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but like when Mm. you posted in the group about um, Mm. being, uh, like having thoughts that people are going to hate you because you're Muslim, like I was so happy and proud of you for sharing that. There's a part of me that was like, always like kind of curious about like how you Mm. felt about it Mm -hmm. and um whether there was something to like be healed there just because of all of the like societal bullshit that we have to go through I was curious about it and so when you brought it up I was like yes yeah yes and like you just receiving all of the love and all of the support and all of the validation and that's just the beginning of the amount of love that you were going to receive yeah I actually do want to talk about that because I feel like that's really important too to kind of like see how we go deep and 
and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. So what happened is that um, so so that all you guys who are here know we are in the same mastermind and the mastermind is open for the next round. And I just submitted my application for the next round. And last time I submitted the application and then I got the reply within like, I don't know, an hour or something. And I haven't received something back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> and then my friend is going crazy. And I started having thoughts about how my coach hates me. And I think for you, you mentioned, right, that when you think people hate me, it's because, what is it? I think you mentioned it, like I'm too loud or something like that. Like when people say people hate me because I'm too loud? Mm -hmm. Like what is your go-to when you think people hate me? Oh, God, it's a whole list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, yeah, I think, I think like, you know, me saying the wrong thing or um, what I say is offensive or wrong, or it means that I'm, I'm a bad person. I think that's a big mm -hmm. one for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think all of us have some kind of, you know, thought around why people hate us, right? Mm -hmm. We have this thought that, oh, this person hates me because da, da, da. And for me, it's because I'm a Muslim. So when I think, oh, people hate me, it must be because I'm a Muslim. And so I can't do anything about that because it's who I am. Mm. And then I, I couldn't sleep <laughs> because mm. I was just thinking about that. Oh no, I'm not going to be in that mastermind. It's probably because they hate me there because I'm a Muslim. So what am I going to do? And then I, I was in this mess, right? I was in that thought. And then I was thinking about getting coached on that. And then I was thinking by who <laughs> I have to pick the person mm. who can hold the space and may or may not hate me because I assume everybody does, right? I right. assume that everybody, every single person hates me, even if they don't say they do, it's just internalized. Mm -hmm. yeah, I assume that. So then I was thinking, okay, maybe I should get coaching on this. Maybe the best place for me to get coaching in this is just in the group in the mastermind yeah. group because it's where everybody is so it's like in public I think I need to do that in public mm. just just so that I can at first I was thinking maybe I can just self-coach mm. <laughs> but I feel like I need to put that it was part place. of yeah that was yeah. part of the growth yeah to like heal myself seen. yeah yeah and then I wrote I kind of typed it on my computer and I felt like should I maybe I shouldn't maybe I don't want to post it um because I still have the thought right I still think that oh people are gonna hate me yeah. especially because I said that um what was the word that I used I I was saying that I assume people hate me and I have this thought you know, of course, from the media, Trump, I especially mentioned that, mm. that name. So I'm like, maybe people who loves him will hate me too. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, am I willing to have my own back? Even if everybody hates me, nobody says anything. I assume everybody would just stay quiet, actually. <laughs> I assume that everybody's not going to say anything. It's just mm. going to be super awkward. And that's it. <laughs> Well, let's just forget that. <laughs> yeah, that's what just I thought. This one post in the mastermind group that has no comment <laughs> floating. 
I thought it's just gonna be Simone because she has to. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. <laughs> and then and then I just posted that, knowing that I will have my own back. I don't care mm. if people say anything or whatever. It's just for me because I need that. And so I posted that. I posted saying that um, I couldn't sleep because I have this thought that about the next mastermind, I have this thought that someone hates me and you all hate me and everybody hates me because I'm a Muslim. And I talk about that. And then I left that. I was just like, I just don't want to look at that. It's just whatever. And then I go about my day. I felt so much better already just doing that. Mm. And then people started commenting saying how they love me and doesn't matter and do you know what happens my brain says liar mm. yeah yeah everybody's like nope you're lying because you probably do hate me you just don't realize it mm. and then and then like and then a lot of people say all those things right they all say how much they love me and blah 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 and then I'm I'm just questioning like why do I not want to believe it it's just so mm. weird totally yeah. and you know like I think that there also is some validity to that like mm. um you know it's kind of similar to be like people being like oh yeah like I'm not racist you know, like, oh, it doesn't matter, like, the color of your skin, but, like, you know, we do have some internalized hate towards Muslim people. Yeah. Like, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have some internalized fear, probably. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, I don't know exactly where it is in my brain yet or whatever, but, like, I 100% do because I live in the world. Yeah. Totally. Right? And yeah. so I think, like, yes, like, you can you can love someone and be like totally truthful and not like, I love you and it doesn't matter. And also have some like um, still systematically like imposed like mm -hmm. racism and mm -hmm. Islamophobia. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think both can be true. Yeah. So your brain wasn't totally like off mm -hmm. and you don't need to like convince yourself that it's yeah true I, I actually didn't because I'm yeah. like okay that could be true but what I felt most proud of is because yeah. I don't care right because I'm like mm -hmm. okay I know you all love me I have suspicion that <laughs> I'm allowed to have some suspicions <laughs> yeah but also at the same time I just feel so proud of myself because I don't yeah. care whether people love me or not because I do love myself Mm -hmm. yeah that's the key yeah and my love for myself is enough I just don't need the love from other people and I I actually do believe that people love me too so I I, I guess I have all <laughs> you can have all of it yeah, yeah. totally yeah. like yeah you can totally believe that people love you and then you can totally also doubt it when people say that they love you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah. all the things yeah Exactly. exactly. I feel like I'm supposed to look very calm and together here, but I feel like I'm such a mess. <laughs> like my brain has a lot of different things, but I, I love that about myself. I love how I have a lot of different thoughts that might be the opposite to each totally. other. Totally. Well, you know what? Like, I think it was really good that you said that too, because it also made me think about um, 
you know, what, when I was like really starting to open my eyes to white, white supremacy and I was really in a lot of fear and um, not wanting to get coached by white people in like fear of being gaslighted. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I went back to is trusting myself to not gaslight myself, trusting myself to validate myself. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to what you did and like trusting yourself to love yourself and to have your own back. Yeah. And that's what, you know, really coaching is all about is like developing that relationship and that trust with yourself. Totally agree. And then the coaching, when you're doing that, then any coaching you receive or any love you receive or whatever, you're using it to benefit you and not using it as like a validation point, not using it to, um, not like overriding what you think in order to like take someone what else someone else thinks um because you think it's right right like you have it's it's sovereignty it's like your own um discernment into what is helpful for you and what is um what is what isn't yeah yeah it's it's not outsourcing yeah from other people and that's leadership yeah yeah, because we bring the bigger love, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think you also, just to kind of close off, mentioned um, when um, at our last call, one of the thoughts that helped you to step into the leadership mm-hmm. was I'm a leader. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is so crazy that it's like so simple. Mm-hmm. But like, how did you step into that? How did you really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember it was because, okay, so my journey towards actually wanting to show up online is through, first of all, I felt really scared about posting on social media because you know the story of how um, in the past, well, it's like 10 years ago, I used to have an ex-boyfriend who would stalk me on social media. And when I say stalk, Meaning he would look at my profile picture, looking at the reflection of my sunglasses, and then do a Google image search to find where I am. Oh my God. Crazy, right? And then kind of like send me a long form email analyzing all the things that I said online and stuff. Oh my God. So it is like crazy. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel so unsafe being online because I always felt like somebody's watching me and using that against me. Mm. And ever since that happened, I don't show up online for like 10 years. And when I started becoming a coach, I wanted to show up online, but I have a ton of fear. So then what I did was I play around with that safety first, kind of trying a little bit. So what I did was basically, it's kind of like putting my toe on the water and see what happens mm. little by little. So what if I post this thing, like very simple, like hi or something just to show that I'm alive. And then I also did prune, I call it like pruning my friends list. So kind of like deleting the friends mm. that I don't feel safe around. So I'm just trying to make sure that it is a safe container for me. So that was like the first step. I make it feel safe. And then I kind of post a little bit here and there. And then one day you told me 
hey, it's right now, it sounds like you're on the trenches mm. with people and you're not stepping into leadership. Mm. And then I'm like, huh, that's true. Because I don't feel like a leader because mm. <laughs> I was just trying to be safe, right? I was just like playing around with that safety. So I want people to like me to make sure I'm safe. And so when you said that, I question why, why do I not want, because, because I could just literally like, okay, now I'm going to see myself as a leader, right? If I don't yeah, have yeah. thoughts, I could just yeah, like, yeah. okay, and done. But I didn't because I'm like, oh, I don't want to. And so I investigate that. I explore that. Why is it? And the first thing is the thing that you mentioned is that I think a leader should have a million followers. So I could not call myself a leader until I have a million followers. And then you question that. Yeah. I think like just to type in, like for the listeners here to think about what is preventing you from thinking that you're a leader right now? Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what do you think you still need to achieve? What do you think you still need to have in order to call yourself a leader right now? Yeah, like what is the permission that you Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, and then as soon as I let that part go, I check in with myself, with my body. Do I still feel resistant? And then I notice I still feel resistant. Mm-hmm. And I found that it's because I have the thought that um, leaders, successful leaders or like big giant leaders, they are obnoxious. Mm. and obnoxious people are bad people and okay one thing about being a muslim and having you know these thoughts is that i have a tendency to try to be perfect to overcompensate right Mm. because if i do anything like god forbid i did something wrong people are gonna hate me judge me and then be mean to me and other muslims it's like yes responsibility for me to always be perfect totally and I do notice like everywhere I go, I try to like smile more and be kind to other mm. people because I'm overcompensating. Kind of like the model minority yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So being obnoxious feels really unsafe. Mm-hmm. Because that means I'm not being a good person, right? Yeah. <laughs> people are gonna hate me and it's gonna be unsafe. And so I had to really think about that. Am I willing to risk it risk the mm. and have my own back? And I took the time. <laughs> like, I feel like that was probably like one whole day or two whole days to really think about that. And then I decided, okay, I'm willing to be obnoxious if that would ever happen. Like, we don't know. It's just my yeah. assumption. But even if I do become obnoxious, I will still love me. I will still have totally. And I think too, like, I remember this one call that we had that was like, um, you had the thought, like, I'm better than other people. Mm-hmm. And like, you didn't want to have the thought. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, let's, let's like put it into a model. And so for those who don't know what a model is, it's just basically like a self-coaching tool to show like how your thoughts actually create your results. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, for some people thinking I'm better than other people will make them feel 
like self-righteous and it might make them treat people badly or whatever it is. But when you thought it, you felt, I don't remember what the feeling was, but you felt like good and powerful and like giving. And it made you want to like share yourself. It made you want to, um, you know, show up as a leader. And it was like, oh, okay. Maybe that thought does work for you. And like, you know, to you talking about being obnoxious, like that might actually lead to positive results for you. Like, and also depending on like what your, um, what your upbringing has been like, like if you are a black woman, for example, you taking up a lot of space and being obnoxious might be the best thing that you could possibly do. Mm -hmm. It might be the most empowering thing you could possibly do. Like I have this thought about um, this whole idea about serving. Like we talk about in the coaching world, like you want to, you know, make sure that you're always in service and you're always serving and the marketing you're doing is serving. And my brain just doesn't like that shit. (laughs) It's like my, I have been bred to serve. Mm -hmm. Like my ancestry has been service, 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 service. And um, to the detriment of all of everything like our freedom, everything. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what is most powerful for me is like, I'm going to go out and get my money. Like that is actually more powerful for me as a black woman to step into than I'm going to be of service. Cause like, bitch, I've been of service. I love how you say that. I think for me, it's the same. Yeah. I think it's just given that we're always going to give. And I see myself as someone who's very generous but it doesn't make me feel like I don't have desire for it Mm. whatever yeah yeah but when it's about showing up powerfully I still do the action like I still give people I still create value but it's just more desirable for me exactly Mm -hmm. yes I love it so if people are interested in hiring you, how do they find you? Yeah, I have my own podcast. It's called The Secrets to Mind-Blowing Business. So you all Beautiful. are invited to listen. Yay. And how do they find you on, are you on Facebook and Instagram? I am on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just my name, Shalma Kasandi. Okay, I'll put, I'll put your name on the, um, in the link to, in the bio thing or whatever you call it, the show notes or something. (laughs) I'll put that there if you guys are interested in hiring Shelma. And thank you so much for doing this with me. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Finally. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so if you are ready to take this work deeper, I invite you to join my mailing list. Or if you are ready to do some epic shit in your life, then I invite you to fill out an application to come coach with me one-on-one. Either way, both links are in the bio, and I am so excited to talk to you next time. Bye.